Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. This is a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like a webcam, but we've got a higher exposure. Miranda, <laughs> exposure. Exposure. I know. I know. My Excellent. name is Bibi Lynch. My I'm Miranda Kane. Lynch. I made it. I'm Miranda Kane. I'm Miranda Kane. She's Where's Miranda Kane. And who are we chatting with today? Oh, today we are going to be talking to someone who will take us by the hand and teach us all about webcamming. Hi, everybody. My name is Miss Sandy Starr, uh, MILF, dominatrix and professional webcammer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Good Sex, Bad Sex, Mistress Sandy Starr. Hello. 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 Do you know what? I'm so excited that you're here because even though we've all been in lockdown for a year, it's actually taken us this long to get someone who can talk to us about webcamming. Yeah. And how I've been terrorising them in lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) Great place to start. How have you been terrorising people in lockdown? Wow. I've been, uh, I've obviously been on my webcam. Uh, I can't um, beat the shit out of anyone face to face at the moment. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Boris said no. Let's qualify that somehow. We Damn should have. This is, this is about the sex. We're not just talking about any kind of webcamming. This is, when we're talking about this, you are, because you're a dominant, do you prefer a dominatrix or do you prefer sex worker? How would you describe yourself? Uh, I'm probably a bit of both actually I mean obviously I do the dom I do I do dom work and you know webcamming basically is sex work as well so um you know I'm I'm full of uh stories of special requests and uh the day-to-day basically diary life of the cam girl so you know I've many hats I've the role play hat the mistress hat the slut hat the milf hat uh, so you know whatever whatever you guys want to throw at me, I'm happy to answer your questions as bestly as I can. <laughs> One of the things that I found still find really interesting is muscle worship. How can you talk to us about muscle Ooh. worship? Yeah, they're a funny bunch, the muscle worshippers, um, because most of the time they don't actually want to, to fuck. F- 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 oh, you can say fuck. You can say fuck. Uh, Sorry, uh, I developed But what they do want to do is literally just, you know, just sort of basically just touch your muscles and <gasps> I've, I've got a lot of muscle I've got a lot of dense muscle I was a personal trainer for uh 18 years uh before I came into the sex industry so uh when I came in and I started webcamming and people started to just want me to flex for them on cam and stuff like that it was a whole new world to, well sex work was a whole new world to me but yeah the whole muscle thing um was just something else and uh I've I've actually met people face to face as well that literally just want to touch my muscles and wank oh, <laughs> you know what over I... my thighs and my biceps and my back and you know just run their hands down my back and stuff like that it's quite I, I didn't know it was a thing but by god it is a thing it's a big thing I didn't know it was a thing, but I've been, I've fallen, well, not fallen, fouled it. I've, I've succumbed to that thing recently. What, you want to touch my muscles? I adore you. <laughs> I adore do you, you. Do you want me to get my guns out? Even though Oh my God, I swear to God. I recently <laughs> offered someone, asked them how much for a go on their arms. 
I mean, A, what a thing to say to someone, and B, I wonder what the going rate is. <laughs> I've charged uh, £160 an hour before for a muscle worship session with no sex or anything, just for them to play with themselves and for me to tease them with my muscles. And yeah. And this is actually face to face, not just webcam. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, I do, do 100... it on webcam. Yeah, but I do, uh, I have done face-to-face meets as well for muscle worship. It, I mean, it kind of falls underneath the Dom umbrella, um, but uh, yeah, that it's, uh, it's, it's a really, really, really big thing. And I just didn't know it was. So yeah, I mean, my training for 18 years as a personal trainer uh, was obviously, you know, getting me prepared for the muscle <laughs> worship crew. And uh, I, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's quirky, it's fun, it's fetishy. And, you know, nothing really surprises me anymore, girls. Yeah. Why did you so move I, into this? Why did you move from personal training? So there's a little, there's always a story. I love a little story. So uh, basically, um, I went, I, I, I was self-employed for like 14, 15 years, ran my own uh, successful PT business. And then uh, I got offered a job in the Middle East and I mm-hmm. thought, oh, fuck it. Why don't I just go and be employed? You know, the, the streets of Dubai are paved with gold <laughs> for, every, for everyone else. <laughs> so off I went to Dubai, left my home, gave my dog away. And uh, yeah, I didn't really make any money. So I was a bit <laughs> fucked. And uh, I didn't know what, I, I actually didn't know what I was going to do. So I decided I was going to come home. My mum had been a little bit bored and stuff so I landed back in the UK on the 30th of January which was the coldest day and I brought the dog back with me um took me 30 hours to get home and I came back with a month's wages in my pocket and uh I was absolutely skint and didn't know which way I was going to turn and actually a friend of mine who's my personal trainer now said to me why don't you do webcamming I was like fucking what I was like do you mean like babe station I was like as if I'm gonna make any money doing that he was like but you will I was like he said how much money you got left I said about 50 quid he said what have you got to lose I said nothing so I stumbled across adult work uh set up myself initially with an agency started camming first night made 50 quid second within three I'd say within three to five months, I had a substantial five-figure salary from camming, becoming a mistress. The, the webcamming thing obviously started off with just the usual, you know, playing with yourself on cam. I started off with a rampant rabbit that I'd had for about 20 years and two poxy little outfits that I'd got from Ann Summers. And uh, that was it. I've now got a whole side of my wardrobe plus two other storage wardrobes full of paraphernalia that I use on a daily basis. And I just kept getting asked on cam, do you do Dom? Do you do Dom? Do you do Dom? I was like, what the fuck is this Dom stuff? What what is the Dom? So I started researching it. And then uh, I found actually uh, the London School of Dominatrix, which is actually a thing. And I paid uh, a substantial amount of money. It was like £200 an hour uh, to go along there and actually be taught by a mistress. So I'd made all this money on cam in the first few months and I thought, right, I need to branch out, you know, because you can't realistically, you can't sit in front of a webcam for the rest of your life. Um, so I decided to go down the Dom route and, uh, and then, you know, started investing in a bit of PVC and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, before I knew it, I got like a sort of split double persona 
on webcams. So some people like me because I'm a glamorous milf and I've got all this nice underwear and I've always got my red lipstick on. And then guys like me because basically I'll piss all over them, beat the shit out of them and uh, <laughs> tell them that they've got a very small cock. <laughs> <laughs> do all the things you rightly like, should on a date. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's Tinder out the way anyway. So, uh... <laughs> uh, do you think? Do you think like a lot of people think it's an easy thing to go into? Like, especially at the moment with the pandemic on. Like, as soon yeah. as it lockdown started, people were like, "Oh, well, fuck this! I'll just I can just go on cam." But yeah. do you think there's a misconception there? I do, actually. And this is a subject that I've been speaking about uh, recently with uh, a couple of cam girlfriends that I've got. Um, and yeah, lockdown 1.0, uh, I think, was a different kettle of fish. It was summer. Um, everybody was locked up, but it was like, wow, you know, everyone's locked up. We were making a fortune. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't even working one evening a week during lockdown 1.0. I had literally made my daily target by about three o'clock in the afternoon. But there was new girls popping up left, right and centre. Then obviously the tier system thing and then this lockdown, this lockdown. And I think it's had a very, very different feel to it in that... Um, I think a lot of sort of a lot more sort of ex-girls that were working in clubs, strippers and a lot more escorts that, you know, can't actually make any money have joined the webcam. So there's a couple of edges to it. I think, A, there's a lot more girls trying to do it. And B, I think there's a lot more wives at home and a lot more kids at home. And I do think that there's a misconception that you can just jump on a webcam and you can earn a grand a day. And I think that it's, I think some agencies and stuff possibly sell girls a little bit of a dream. You know, it's a lot of hours. I mean, you know, sometimes my webcam's on like 14, 15 hours a day and that's no joke. Um, It can be extremely tiring. It can be mentally exhausting. You're dealing with, you know, all sorts of men <laughs> and all sorts of requests. And, you know, you've got to just be, I don't know, you've got to be ready with uh, sometimes little reaction to some of the things you get asked. Uh, sometimes it can be incredibly funny, amusing. You know, sometimes I'm like skipping around the house thinking, you know, this is the best thing I've ever done. And other times I'm sitting there you know, I've tied myself up with a thong. I've got some, a pair of knickers shoved up my ass. You know what I mean? And you're sitting there thinking, crikey, has my life come to this? That I'm kidnapping <laughs> myself in my front room, <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just another world. It is, but I do think there's a misconception. And I think that, you know, no business is built overnight. And if you want to be good at something... You've got to, you know, first of all, create your own persona. Uh, Don't try and copy anyone else. You know, be who you are because guys see through that. If you're fake, you know, they pick up on that. And, you know, you've got to work at it and you have good days and bad days. So it is another job where you have to take the good with the bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also not just about, oh, I can just jump on. You've still got to market yourself. You've still got to, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, you can, you can take all the, all the pictures in the world and you can look great on a picture, but if they open up the webcam and you've got the personality of a wet fish, (laughs) you know, it's not always going to bode well. So you've got to, 
I don't know. I had a lot of life experience before I went into camming. And um, I, I think the reason that I succeeded was because I didn't have a choice. Like my back was completely against the wall. There was no option for it to fail. So I was, you know, prepared to do whatever it takes to create the client base that I've got now. And, you know, have I taken risks? Yes. Uh, would I take them again? Probably yes. Um, and I think that, you know, sometimes they pay off, sometimes, you know, nothing bad's ever happened or anything like that, but you've got to look at it as, as a whole thing and, you know, not be disillusioned when it doesn't always work out the way that you want it to. Oh my God, I've got eight million questions now. This is too much for my brain. <laughs> okay, so let's start with this one. How did you make the mental leap of like, so, 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 well, well, first of all, again, I so see you take the pitch and stuff, but you know, how do you get your, your base? Is it through an agency? Are, are you protected? Do you, and, and, and how did you make that shift in your head to do it? You know, so, so are you masturbating in front of, you know, cause I don't even know what happened. I don't know. So is it, will someone go to your site or find you amongst many others? I don't know how they would do it. And then they tell you what they want you to do. Yeah, so I work through uh, obviously an adult platform, uh, adultwork.com, um, where you can set up a profile, you have to get verified, etc., on the site. And then basically your webcam rings through your laptop. Um, you will answer the cam. It will say whether it's a group or a private call. So you can either go into a group where, you know, a number of guys can join in the group uh, or you can be taken into private. Private is a little bit more expensive. Um, when you open the cam, they might say, oh, hey, you look sexy, uh, show us your tits. Uh, they might say, uh, or you'll say, I'll say, hi, how are you? You know, blah, blah, oh, horny. Um, you know, do you do DP, uh, double penetration? Do you do anal? Uh, you know, I mean, I've got a massive box of dildos that I can show you if you want. They're all clean. <laughs> I've, got <an> array, <laughs> I've got an array of toys and they'll just say, you know, what are you in the mood for? So it could just be, that they want to have a wank and rather than go on Pornhub to look at, you know, or search for a million videos on a porn site, they're actually speaking to a real girl and they're speaking to a real person. Uh, and that I think is where webcamming has grown so much that they can tell you what they want and ask you if you're happy to do it. Whereas when you go on Pornhub and you just watch a video, you don't have that you know, that luxury as it were. So yeah, sometimes I use, I've got loads of different size dildos I use. Um, I do anal. I don't do anything extreme to myself, like fisting or anything like that. I don't, I like to do what I enjoy. Uh, I do role play. I do a lot of taboo, uh, stuff, which is, you know, it's very sort of, out there at the minute. I don't do any underage, anything like that, but I do take requests for role play, like home wrecker, um, you know, things like that. And uh, I actually love doing the role play. They're really, really funny. And um, sometimes you get to see them on the cam. If they've got a webcam or they've got a built-in cam on their laptop, they can allow you to open the cam. So yeah, some days you might see, I don't know, 50 or 60 different cocks uh, wanking. Um, other days you might not see any, most of them might just want to chat. Um, sometimes they like to simulate a mistress session, but obviously on cam. So they'll say like, I've got 
a lube, I've got uh, anal beads or I've got an anal uh, dildo that they might want to use on themselves. They'll say, tell me what to do. Um, so sometimes in a day, you know, I could take, if I was busy on a day, I could take anything between, you know, maybe 50 to 60 calls if it's busy. Um, and that could be, you know, it would be split into some would be role play, some would be dom, some would just be quick. I call them like two pound wanks where they just want to quickly, you know, see your pussy and have a wank and then they, they're gone. You know, it's a two pound wank. Others will spend 150 pounds and be on the phone to you for an hour on the cam. What if you've fallen in love with one of these men? Oh, here she goes. Oh, oh wow. I've oh. got another story behind that. <laughs> no, the, the thing is, what I, I said to myself in the beginning, um, and, and I always did this in my personal training as well, never ever really crossed the line and business is business. And, you know, and I think with the sex industry, you need to be careful uh, that you don't let people into your life. This is how I've decided to run my business. So my persona is Mistress Sandy Star or Miss Sandy Star, you know, MILF, Mistress, whatever. Um, when I'm in my private life, I don't tend to bring anybody from my private life onto cam or anything like that. Uh, because I think that you need that privacy, especially in the sex industry. You know, if you put everything you do there for everybody to see all the time, I think that eventually you just have, you have nothing left for you. So I do keep things separate, but uh, yes, I have, I have done um, escort work and I've met guys before and I've thought, you know, well, he was quite nice and, and they tell you that they're not married. And of course they are. And then you find out and then you think, what dick, why didn't you just tell me? Cause they're all fucking married anyway. Um, so yeah, it's a fine line, but I am, I think I'm old enough and wise enough to keep my head screwed on throughout the process and uh, go with it as a business. And Sandy is one thing. And obviously I'm another entity, you know, I'm, I'm a girlfriend. I'm, I'm a daughter. I'm a mother. Um, I'm a friend. I'm a sister, you know, and all those things are like my life. And they're the things that I just think is an absolute must that you have to keep those things separate from your cam life. I really love this because like, I think a lot of people are falling into the trap because we've got things like OnlyFans, which is another sort of similar platform. But that to me feels like you have to put everything out there. Like you see all these younger girls that are sort of like in their 20s or 30s and they're putting everything, like they've got all their social media details out there and you can see their houses and you know, I, I just think that's a bit, for me, that's a bit sort of too much. Like totally, of course, like do what you can. But I'm, I definitely like as a sex worker was definitely more in your camp where it was like, keep it very separate rather than. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that um, actually something I've learned a lot about men since I came into the sex industry. Um, and, you know, they are very simple creatures, but they can also be, you know, very needy and you know very demanding and you know when you get people that constantly want your attention on on cam and stuff like there has to come a point where you switch your cam off or you switch your you know your your adult work phone off and you are unavailable to these people because honestly because you're a sex worker 
guys assume you work 24 hours a day. I've woken up on a Saturday morning before, left my phone on silent, and I've woken up to 15 missed calls, 25 WhatsApps, and 10 text messages. Like they have no filter. They will just want you to go and fuck them at four o'clock in the morning. They will want you to webcam with them at two o'clock in the morning. And so for me, it's like you have to set your hours, do what you can, of course, but I just personally think that you have to keep something back. Otherwise, you're just laying yourself wide open uh, to have no life. And the last thing I think you want to do is amalgamate two lives together. That's just my personal opinion as a professional businesswoman. Well, it sounds sensible. What, um, was, was there any um, emotional conflict about moving into sex work for you? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got a 22-year-old son. And, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 46. I'm 47 this year. yeah and uh yeah I I, I've got a 20 22 year old son and when I came back from the Middle East and I started to obviously go into the webcam and I I webcam from home and you know it there's times when it's been a little bit awkward uh and I remember telling my mum and saying uh because she kept saying to me, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I was I, honest, I can't t- really describe to you unless you knew me, like how bad that time in my life was when I came back. And actually when I told my mum, she said, I don't want you talking to all these men, you know, what if this and what if that? And I said, you know what, mum, I've got to just try. I got to somehow got to make some money. And, um, and she is now literally my biggest fan. And I tell my mum, things that you know you, you probably shouldn't tell your mum <laughs> I do and once you've made that I think once you've gone over that and made that step it's you know it's like a weight lifts off your shoulders um and Jordan is uh, my son and he's totally I mean he laughs now I used to cam in my front room and you know he would just come in and he'd say mum do you think I you could put all the dildos and stuff away <laughs> when you finish work because if I come in and like I've got someone with me I can't go in the front room and I'll be like oh yeah sorry George you know and <laughs> oh so we, had a bit of, we had a bit of a pact where it was like okay clear clear up your stuff <laughs> so that we can just mooch around the house and be normal when it's time to be normal while I'm you know cooking dinner um so, <laughs> Did he always know? Were you just like straight up? Just like I had to tell him from the beginning because obviously <laughs> he lives he lives here with me, and um, <laughs> you know I just said after about a month I was like, "Do you actually do you know what I'm doing?" And he was like, "Yeah, basically you're just playing with yourself, aren't you, and getting paid for it." <laughs> And I was just like, uh, there's a, obviously a huge cringe factor going on here. And I was just like, <laughs> well, yeah, basically yeah. that is what I'm doing, Jordan. I'm getting paid for it. And, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm keeping the roof over our heads. So you've kind of got to accept it. Or And he just said, you know what? One thing I want you to promise me, mum, is that no one will ever come to this house. And I said, I promise you that, son no one will ever come to this house and no one ever did and no one ever has, no one ever will. So again, it's that boundary. 
you know what I mean? Like I've always had really clear boundaries. And uh, if I was to ever go forward and, you know, mentor other girls, I would only use my own experiences. Um, I don't discuss what I do massively with my sort of very good friends. Some of them would be horrified if I told them some of the role plays that I've done and some of the things that I've actually gone and done. And that would probably come from an angle where they care about me. Um, So I think, you know what, this is what my mum said to me, if it doesn't benefit somebody to know, then don't fucking tell them. (laughs) And I think as a sex worker, you do have to keep some things back um, because people could be horrified by some of the stuff that you could slip out. (laughs) What's the most outrageous thing you've been asked to do? Oh my God, this is a, this is a great question. Uh, the most outrageous thing I've been asked to do is, and I don't do this. I just want to get that in there. I do not do this, (laughs) but the shitting fetish is so big. I get asked to shit on cam all the time and I just, it turns, it's massive. People have asked me to shit on them. They've said, will you come and meet me and shit on me? or shit in a pot and send it to me in the post. I mean, who even does that? Like, I just can't. I, just can't. I could probably make a fortune. I mean, some... I could barely have sex with the light on, let alone shitting in a pot and sending it to I mean, if you're going to do anal, at some point you're going to get shit on your dick. But, you know, you can't... Uh, just, yeah, I mean, as someone said to me once, and I, I, said, to, I said to my boyfriend, I said, should I do it? And he was like, we'll see how much you can get for it. So I messaged this guy back and I was like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. I was like, it's going to be like 250 quid for a five minute video. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't do it because he he never got back to me. But, you know, I think you can earn some serious money. But again, there has to be a line. And if I was ever going to do anything like that, my God, my face would not be in it. (laughs) Imagine. <laughs> how, how to lose your only fans in a day? Yeah, wear wear a mask of me. I'm fine yeah, with it. Yeah, I'm um, cool. One thing I did do in a face to face meet was a tickling fetish, and that again is another thing I didn't know it was a thing. Uh, but he messaged and said, you know, can we do a tickling fetish? And I was sort of going along with it. I was like, yeah, you know, it's 160 pounds the hour. Blah blah blah. And then I was thinking to myself, God, I hope he doesn't want to tickle me because that <laughs> session is going to be over in about three seconds when I like boot you in the face. But no, I literally had to tickle him like this. And he was like, ah, ah. he was like this, for like nearly a whole hour. And he like had a proper erection and everything. And he came in the end. He wanked and I tickled him and he came. And it was just like, Oh <laughs> Isn't Easy as money. we've said, Miranda, throughout this is throughout our three year history of this podcast, <laughs> sex is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly, this, it? this job has just opened my eyes so much. I mean, I do pegging as well, so the term sure. pegging is, is yeah, <laughs> is I, I basically you know fuck guys up the ass for money. Um, but again, it's it's huge, <laughs> and they absolutely love a strap on. <laughs> Honestly, I did a lap dance on Cam a couple of weeks ago with my strap on. He was like, I'll do a little lap dance for me. So I put on that song, uh, 
wild thoughts and I got my strap on on and I'm twerking on the sofa with the strap on 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 a Friday afternoon. <laughs> How's your day? <laughs> Jordan knocking on the door. Yeah, honestly. I mean, he knows. It's like uh, in Meet the Fockers, you know, when they put the cowboy hat thing on the door. It's like, do not come in. Man alive. But yeah, it's it's random, random stuff that I do every day. But it's, yeah, it's it's funny. It's funny. Sex industry is huge. You've got, so give, so I guess give some final (laughs) advice to anyone who wants to start doing this, like during what, what's left at lockdown but then please yeah. will you come back on the podcast again to give us some more absolutely <laughs> will I come back on I, I, I will have more funny stories to tell my absolutely. advice to someone starting is be yourself um if you can be independent and you know what you're doing be independent if you're going to go with an agency research it um a lot of them take a, quite a big commission but they don't actually give you a lot of help um And know your limit, like be clear, be really, really clear on what you will do and what you won't do. And there's nothing wrong with saying no. (laughs) You know, if someone comes into a cam and says, you know, basically I want to do an underage role play, I'm just like, I'm sorry, I don't need the money that badly. It's not my thing. I have no interest for that. Um, So yeah, just be really, really clear on what you will and you won't do. Be yourself, be original create your own style and just enjoy it. It can be really fun. <laughs> Honestly. And if you don't feel comfortable with something, just don't do it. Because well, consent is still huge. You know, it's consent is, it's still your, your right. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether it's on cam or not, you know, but the thing is, it's like, you can't be good at everything. So be good at what you're good at. And if that's only three or four things, then do those three or four things, but do them really well. And don't be afraid just, you know, to say no. It doesn't matter because the next caller will come in and ask you to do something that you like. So, you know what I mean? Just take the rough with the smooth and just be good at what you're good at. That's the name of your autobiography, Take the Rough with the Smooth. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) If people wanted to come and worship your muscles, where can they find you? Next time I'm going to sit here flexing. You've got to. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, uh, if they want to come and see me. So I ha- I do have OnlyFans. Um, I'm on the adultwork.com platform. Uh, my name is either Miss Sandy Star or it's Mistress Sandy Star. And I do have a website as well, uh, which is for my mistress work, which is currently being worked on, developed and grown for the future and that is um, www.mistress-star.co.uk so yeah you can uh, contact me through any of those channels um, and have a read my profile have a look at my pictures uh, come and terrorize me <laughs> I'm ready. This is you've got to I come don't on. Think um, I am. No, I'm not. I, I'm not. Um, can you um, please send Jordan our love? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's okay. He's he needs to get counselling, but it's fine. <laughs> I think this is just, I think this is the best kind of education he can get. Yeah. Do you know what? And I think it's really good to be open about sex. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It is good to be open about sex. And, uh, you know, at least uh, at least he knows now what he doesn't want his girlfriend to do. 
how how not to Uh, but yeah no it's fine and uh he, he's taking it all in his stride, bless him. Absolutely brilliant. Off to Jordan. Well done, Jordan. Yeah. I feel that Jordan needs to move in with me. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think Jordan's going to be even worse off. No. We no. should get Jordan. Well, get Mr. Star on again. She was absolutely fabulous. And we should maybe get Jordan on because I think that would be a podcast. My name is Bibi Lynch. I'm Miranda Kane. Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Juliette Nichols from Metro.co.uk. And you can get in touch with us on Twitter at Good Sex, Bad Sex with a triple X at the end. And we're on Insta, Good Sex, Bad Sex, just the one X. And if you have a sexy question, query, you want to come on our podcast, take us for dinner first. Please get in touch, info at sexpod.co.uk. And we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>